the refiner's fire. Uh, bro, I'm just going to give you the scriptures. I'm just going to give them to you. Okay? Um, so the first scripture, I'm going to give you the foundation scripture, and then I'm going to pray. The first scripture is Malachi chapter 3, verses 2 through 3. If you can put that up for me. All right. Verse 2, Malachi chapter 3 at verse 2. The Holy Scriptures read, but who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Pause here real quick. One thing you got to understand about God is that he is not separate from his attributes. God doesn't have love. He is love. God doesn't, he is not, when the scripture says he is, he is a consuming fire, he's not like fire. He is a refiner's fire. So when it says he is like a refiner's fire, he's literally saying, I'm going to sit you in me and burn you up. Okay? So, that, so that's literally what he's saying there. And like Fuller's soap, got a little note on Fuller's soap too. Verse 3, he will sit as a refiner, hallelujah, Jesus. I love the word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do something to me. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the priests, the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord offerings in righteousness. So I was going to go a whole different way, right? I was going to actually finish up what I was teaching on Sunday. <laughs> I had a conversation with a teacher, uh, what was it, yesterday, day before yesterday, something like that, and um, she was telling me how you really should teach out of your testimony, and it should come from where your testimony is, right? And uh, I said, amen, got the assignment. So I went into prayer, and I started, you know, asking the Lord how he would want me to approach this. Because my testimony is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, so this message is really a a um, a message from my place of testimony. Broke it up into two parts. So there's one part, and then there's another part. But before I continue, um, I do want to give a disclaimer. I do have some sensitive topics coming. Okay. Yeah, so if you don't want to have certain conversations with your children, that's why I said my testimony is is real. <laughs> I have a real testimony. So, and, and I'll give space for this. It's a Friday night. If you want to just take your kids to a different room, if you want to, I'll, I'll give two, three minutes if you want to do that. Um, but I am going to have to at least address certain things, okay? So, yeah. Just want to make sure that you're aware, okay? So if, you know, sexual topics, pornography, things that we've already heard from the man of God, but there are certain things specific to my testimony that may cause some conversations in your household, and I just want to make you aware of it, okay? All right. <laughs> so, all right. Disclaimer given. Amen. <laughs> all right. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this time.
Thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Father, in this moment, I step back and I allow you to take ascendancy. Father, ride on the words of my mouth so that they may be seated into the hearts of your people and produce good fruit. It's in your son Yeshua's name that I pray and always believe what I pray. Amen and amen. Okay, quick need to know. The principal thing that God tests in the fire is your will. That's the principal thing. A lot of times we focus on the works, and that is the thing, right? He's going to come to you and focus on your works in, uh, in the end times. So in Revelations, it talks about how he's going to, you're going to get to the white throne. He's going to take your works, throw them in the fire, and see what remains. Well, the principal thing is your will, okay? This here, as we traverse the wilderness, is a refiner of sorts. Everybody understand that? We are being refined on our way to Shemaiah, okay? And as we sit in God's presence, as we make this journey, he's burning things out of us, right? And the principal thing that he's burning out of us is not necessarily a thing that you do, but your desires, your will, okay? Everybody understand what I'm saying there? Okay, good. Okay. So, 2020 up to 2022, okay? And kind of sort of into the present, but mostly 2020 to 2022. Or can you put up Matthew chapter 16, verse 25? Amen. All right. This, there was this scripture right here, it was kind of like a, a fulcrum, if you will, like a, uh, like a, it was like a turning point, right? Sorry, I'm sorry, I use big words, I apologize. <laughs> it, was, it was a turning point, if you will, because this is the scripture that really manifested in Pastor's Garage in 2020, okay? It says, for whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, his comfort and security here shall lose it eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here, for my sake, shall find it, life everlasting. All right. I got to take you back to about eight years old, okay? I was uh, molested when I was eight. Uh, I discovered uh, sexual things at around 11. And I got into pornography in my middle to late teens, okay? So I was a very, um, I guess that incident sort of charged me sexually, if you will, and sort of set me on a path to perversion, okay? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So um, so that's essentially what, what happened. I became very secretive. It was very hidden, okay? If you might know the term DL you may know that term. Uh, I became very secretly but completely reckless. Um, uh, sex addict. I was, a, I was sexually addicted. I was going to say homosexuality, although that was a primary uh, role, if you will, in my sexual journey. But it didn't matter, really. <laughs> you know, um, It was just an addiction to anything sexual, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was an addiction. Um, and, you know, to that point, it helped me to really have grace for people with addictions. It helped me to really see, like, what it meant. Because a lot of times we, 
I, you know, and, I, and I'm guilty of this. We've hyper-spiritualized a lot of things. And we've said that, like, you know, um, we don't acknowledge necessarily the struggle that a person is in. And that's why I appreciated that garage, because it allowed me to go through that breaking. You know what I mean? It allowed me to go through it and not and not become a castaway. You know? So so we have to have grace for people going through addictions. And it doesn't matter what it is. Sex is just mine. Uh it could be alcohol, drugs, lying, gossiping, whatever, you know, pride, food. You know, y'all know. Run a list. Run a list. An addiction is anything that you can't let go of. Anything. Be a person, place, or thing. Anything that you can't let go of. So I'm going through my teens, my 20s with this addiction. Um, sleeping around, doing all sorts of things. Just really, really, really reckless. Um, there's more to the story. I'm not going to give it all here. But there's more to the story. I am, however, an open book. So if anybody would like to know the remainder of the story, just come talk to me. <laughs> okay? Um... And enter, uh, what, when do, was it 2012 we started dating? Right? So 2012, I meet Rocket. And I'm like, you know, we kind of like figuring each other out. I, I ain't telling her none of what's going on with me, though. You know, because part of being addicted is lying. <laughs> okay. You got to lie a lot. <laughs> uh, that's the other half. Come on. Part of being addicted to something is you got to lie a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. You got to lie to cover up lies about lies that you told when you was back there and then to lie about that. So, uh, and so I meet Rocket. And <laughs> so people, and of course, because primarily you're lying to yourself, you know, you're trying to. So primarily you're lying to yourself about what you're going through and, and you know, or any day I could put it down. I just, you know, today is the day I'm going to get right. I promise. Today is the day, you know. And so uh, we go through life uh, for about uh, five years or so, kind of off and on relationship. I think Rocket in her heart really kind of knew something really was up with me. And like, <laughs> but Rocket loves hard, y'all. She loves really hard. I'll be honest. She showed me really the depths of what God's love could be. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, Rocket Shamir White is a rare breed of woman. She is rare, rare, rare. So, I'm going through, I'm talking to my spiritual leaders, pastor and teacher, dealing with it, you know, but never really uncovering everything. Because when you're addicted to something, you can't really uncover everything because you want to keep that little pocket just in case you want to go back to it. Come on. I feel like I got a witness right here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But that's what, that's what true deliverance looks like. You're unashamed of it. You can get on mic and say, yeah, I was, I was a completely addicted, a sex addict. I was gay. I was all of that. Okay? That's what true deliverance looks like. Okay? Come on. You know. God, stop. Anyway. Right, anyway. <laughs> so, um, I thought marriage would fix it. I said, well, if I get married, you can have sex all the time. Right? I told you I was sensitive. All right? So, everybody freak out on me. 
I was like, you have sex all the time. But what I didn't understand was how warped my mind had become because of the lifestyle that I was living. Come on. So it entered, it is, it entered into um, a three-year period, really, of purging for me, okay? Because I didn't want to hurt my wife, right? But I couldn't really leave the sin alone. I could right. I couldn't divorce the sin because really, really, who I should have married first was God. Should have married first. And let me say this: going to church, praying all the time, reading your Bible, singing, worshiping, all of that. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm not telling you not to do it. That's great. That's not marrying God. Those are the those are the activities that should follow a marriage to God. But if you're really trying to fake a relationship, those are the things that you do. If you're trying to fake like you know God, fake like you're in relationship with him, those are the things that you do. Because that's what people in church do. Okay? Uh, betrayed my wife my leaders, my friends, my family, um, betrayed pretty much everyone in my life. Um, it, was, it was devastating to a lot of people, um, to myself, to my marriage, to my leaders. It was devastating. Uh, and I think it was, well, I'll tell you what happened. So what happened was, it's Friday, we got a little teeny bit of time. What what happened was <laughs> a little teeny bit. What happened was COVID happened. So I had I had I had confessed, right? All of my, and I when I when I confess, I confess. Huh? When I confess, we gonna get it all out. You ain't gonna never. Okay, I do. I have notes. I still have the email. Okay. Because I wrote it all out. I, 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 I talk best when I write. So I said, well, I got to write this one out. Come on, I'm, I'm feeling you. Amen. So I, I uncovered every little teeny sin that I had, I had committed against my wife. Um, but uh, I still didn't know how to get out of it. I still didn't know how to, how to really be free from it. Okay? Um, so, but what I, so what I decided was I'll just divorce her. Yeah. I said, I'll just divorce her because I don't, there's still healing that I have to do. And I didn't want to continue to continue to take her through that process. Okay. I thought it wasn't fair to her. Right. Wasn't fair to everybody else involved. Okay. There's people involved, you know, it wasn't just me. So it, it's a thing to consider when you're in sin. It ain't just you. There's people involved with it. There's people involved. Okay? There are other people involved. So uh, I said, uh, <laughs> I said, I'm gonna divorce you, right? And she was like, Yeah, what? You know, she, you know, Rocket loves so hard. I've never seen somebody love like Rocket. I've never seen it. It's, she was like, It's it's okay, you know, we we can we can work through it. And did, what did God say? I didn't God tell you to marry me? Well, what happened to that? And 
Okay? It's a lot. It's a lot. I, I'm giving you the very, very brief version of this. <laughs> um, and then COVID happened. So we were stuck in the house together. We were stuck in the house together. So it was real tight. It was real tight. And so you're like, we, we kind of like orbiting around each other in the house. You know, like just kind of just orbiting, you know. I moved to the garage. First, I moved to the uh, room next door. I was sleeping on the futon over there. And then I was like, ah, still too close. Let, let me go down to the garage because that's where I was working at. So I was sleeping in the garage. Um, and I was so broken. I was, I, I don't even, I don't really know how to put into words how shattered I was, right? Because for the first time, I was facing the fact that my salvation may not be legitimate. It may not be real. No, y'all, maybe that's, maybe for some of y'all, that's like, but for me, Jesus was as near, is as near and dear to me as my own skin. So for me to even conceptualize that I was not going to spend eternity with him, I, I, I was just shattered. I was completely, I love God for real, y'all. Like, for real. I couldn't take it. So that was incidentally when teacher told me that Christ was my living hope. And I went home and I studied that word. Matter of fact, put it on the screen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. <laughs> oh, I was living with passing teacher at the time, just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. On the couch, one of them would be me with Rocket, the other would be me with me. <laughs> it was, man, I'm telling you, they have no clue. Y'all have no clue. I tell you, if you want, <laughs> I ain't got no shame in my game. I just can't get it all to you tonight. Uh, praised, honored, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, by his boundless mercy. By his boundless mercy, we have been born again to an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I remember, whew, I might cry right here. Apologize if I do. But I remember I had the Bible open, and I just kept reading it over and over and over again. I kept reading it, and I said, Jesus, that's what I need. I need to be resurrected. I need to be resurrected. I need to be born again into that, into that life that you talk about because right now I don't even, I don't even know if my prayers are reaching you. Yeah, has, does anybody know what it's like to be a Christian? And to have walked with God, at least in the best you know, best way you know how, and to and to enter a state where you're not even sure if when you're praying, He's even hearing you. You don't even know if 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 He's there, if He's turned His back on you, if you if if y'all are so far apart, the great chasm of sin that you've been living in for so long has now broken your relationship irreparably, like. Uh, maybe it's just me. 
All right. Amen. I got a witness. Glory to God. All right. Deliverance, though. And here is the fire. Here's the fire. I had to surrender my way to the Lord. And then he brought to pass his will and his word in my life. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26. I remember. David said his sin is ever before him. I remember my sin. I remember who I was. And this was actually a verse you taught. I I can't remember the exact message or the exact date, but you taught this. You said, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. So I said, I was pacing the floor. I was pacing the floor. And I'm just walking back and forth. And I'm like, God, I have tried everything. When I say everything, I do mean everything. I have tried prayer. I have tried fasting. I have tried studying. I have gone to the altar so many times, I can't remember how many. I have had people pray over me. I have had people lay hands on me. I've tried to sing it away. I have, tr- I have fallen out at the altar. I've, I've snotted and cried and begged. I have, had other, I have listened to people online. I've listened to my leaders. I have tried pharmaceutical means. I have done everything that I know how to do to be, oh, hallelujah, to be free from this. And he said, I need you to give me your heart and observe my ways. And in that moment, what I realized was that this entire journey, I had been trying to do it the best way that I knew how. That I knew how. And so, and so I remember... I remember this. I remember this, man, like it was yesterday. I stood in this one spot, and I said, okay, I have no clue how you're going to do this, but we're going to go your way. You told me I'm supposed to be married to Rocket. I guess I'm going to be married to Rocket. You told me I'm supposed to be free from homosexuality. guess I'm going to be free from homosexuality. No clue how you plan on doing this. Okay? No clue, but we're going to go your way. And I told the Lord, I said, I need some very specific instructions. I said, I'm not moving from this spot until you tell me exactly what to do. Exactly what to do. And so it began about a six to 12 month journey, I guess, with me and Rocket. Because the first thing he said was, go over to your desk. So I went over to my desk. He said, sit down. I sat down. He said, open your Bible up. Open my Bible up. He said, go to the scripture. I read this. I don't even remember what scripture was. I said, yeah, I read the scripture. He said, okay. Now, stand up from your desk and walk upstairs. I said, okay. I I walked up to the stairs. I said, I said, he said, go in the kitchen. I walked into the kitchen. He said, I, I, he said, wash the dishes. I washed the dishes. Then he said, go into your, into your bedroom 
and give your wife a hug. I walked into my man's room. I told Rocket, I said, look, I know it's been a little weird here recently. I know it's been a little, it's a little, a little odd. Uh, but I just need to give you a hug. If it's okay. So, <laughs> Rocket looking at me like, yeah, I mean, what? I don't understand. What, you're being weird right now. What do you mean? <laughs> so, so, I just gave her a hug. That was it. And then I was like, okay, I got to go now. now. Listen, he didn't give me no more instructions. I said, no, no, no. I said, we finna refine this ear, Jack. Because I've tried all the other ways. I've tried every other way. I done listened to worship music. I, done, I have done it all. So unless I know for a fact that you told me to do it, not doing it. Okay? Not doing it. So this is even into my presence. Walking with God has made me secure in my sexuality. I'm no longer gay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, it's praiseworthy. It's praiseworthy. I'm no longer gay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, and in my marriage. And in my marriage. So marriage, <laughs> marriage is a covenant, right? It's a continual journey. It's a continual journey. And so me and Rocket, we're constantly, we're constantly refining ourselves with each other. With each other. So we're constantly like going back and forth with each other. Like sometimes she get tight, sometimes I get tight. But and, and God decided to put together two very different people. <laughs> so we have commonalities. We don't have commonalities, but ooh, yeah. yeah. We you know, <laughs> very different people. And so uh but we're constantly refining each other. We're constantly um refining our Sorry for the children, but we're refining our sex life. We're refining our, don't, don't worry about it. We're refining our, our, our process. We're, you know, we're, seek, seek. Come on, Mike. I got a witness. How about a whole shot? I heard them tongues, Doc. I heard them. Hey. <laughs> we're refining ourselves, right? It's a, and it's about so much more than sex, right? It's about so much more than that. It's, it's about communication. It's about how we talk to each other. It's about how we, how we carry each other. I made my wife so happy today. I, I'll let her tell you, but I made her so happy today. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I, I was like, I'm growing. God dang it. Shoot. <laughs> so, so, so this is something God told me while I was going through this season, right? Okay. Actually, let me go back to the fire. Let me go back to the fire. Here's the thing. He didn't force me. He did not force me. He said, this is the way I want you to go. You can decide to continue to go the way you've been going, or you can, or you can observe my ways. So 
What it was, it was, it was out of this that I that I gained understanding for the scripture says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling. I couldn't begin to understand who I was in God until the eyes of my understanding had been enlightened. And in order for that to happen, I had to observe his ways. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all see the pat? I'm a pattern person. Y'all see the pattern? All right. God's way. God is very clear. <laughs> Amen. He is very specific and he is fearless. He is very clear, he is very specific, and he is fearless. So, if you are confused, what do I mean by that? If you don't have a knowing, if you don't know that what you just heard was God, if you don't have any peace about what you just heard, wait, don't move. I told the Lord, I said, I'll be here for the next seven days, sitting right, standing right here in this spot. I guess you're going to have to keep the blood flowing to my feet and ankles and knees and whatnot, because I'm going to stand right here until you tell me what to do. If you don't have a knowing, if you can't say, that's God right there. If you don't have peace on it, wait. Don't move. Secondly, if you are unclear on who's speaking, is that God? Is that the devil? Is that me? Was that T.D. Jakes? <laughs> Was that D.C. Young Fly? I, whatever. I don't even know who that is. I just mean <laughs> Schoolboy Q? I don't know these people, man. I, all right. Wait. 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 He's clear. He's specific. Wait, if you don't have, I think, I think I'm supposed to do this. Da, 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 da. Plant your feet. Hold up. Because God don't think nothing. God knows what he wants to do. God ain't like, God ain't like, well, I mean, you could go that way. But I, you, maybe, maybe. But this way looks good. Looks good. You know. I mean, you could, you know, I mean, that's, that's all right. But this one looks good. That's not God. Ordered, sir. A step, the steps of a good man are ordered. And he's not going to tell you everything up front. You couldn't handle it. It would have one or two results. If God told you everything up front, it's going to have one or two results. Either you're going to get so full of yourself that you ain't going to be good for use. Or it's going to destroy you. Actually, the first one will destroy you too. Not a thought about it. So, if you're unclear on who's speaking, is it God? Is it me? You know, I know pastors did it, but I don't know. That's it, it. I don't know. Maybe it could be. Peaches was real sure about herself when she told me that. Wait. Wait, I say again, wait on the Lord. And then you're going to mount up on wings as eagles. Come on. Come on, Jesus. You're going to mount up on wings as eagles. When you got that word, you riding on that thing? Yeah. What storm? What storm? What storm? Eagles fly over storms. What? 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 
What the devil going to bring to you when you're sure? All right. Third thing, if you're simply afraid, go. <laughs> this is what I had to learn, and I'm still learning. I, this is what 2024 is about for me. If you're simply afraid, that's your cue to go. You know it's God. You know he told you. You're not confused at all. You didn't, you didn't search the scriptures. It's been confirmed in your leaders. People keep telling you all the time. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got all the confirmation in the world. <laughs> like Gideon, they threw the fleece out three times. You're, you on time number 16. Get your fleece. <laughs> if you're simply afraid, go. Go. Just go. Oh, what if I fail? So what? It's good for you. It's good for you if you fail a few times. It's all right. It's learning. What if I make a mistake? Well, God covers that. God keeps you in those. I know. I'm a witness. All right. So he's walking me, and he's still walking me carefully through my marriage to bring us into covenant. Put up Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 15 and 16. I love this verse. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. I love this verse of scripture. I love it. <laughs> a little too heavy with it. <laughs> Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. That's how you live. I love the King James, because I first read this in the King James. See then that you walk circumspectly. Just sum all that up, circumspectly. That's an intelligent word. <laughs> Not as fools, but as wise. So here's the thing. And this is, this, is, this is the thing. This is the bane of intellectual people. We think too much. We think too much. So we see, we see wise, sensible, and intelligent people. It means that's a thought process. It is, but it isn't. It is a thought process in the sense that you have to allow Romans chapter 12 to renew your mind, right, and be transformed, not conformed to the world. That There is that thought process. But really, it's the leaning on God's mind and not your own. It's the leaning of, you got to lean your understanding on God completely and not your own. Because the more you try to figure it out, the more you try to figure it out, I'm telling you right now, the less you're going to understand. The less you're going to understand. All right. They go the tight part. They go the tight part. <laughs> All right, moving to 2023. Yeah, buddy, last year. It will do it, babe. That'll do it. Excuse me, evangelist, you mean. It will. All right. Section, this section is called Challenges with Leadership. This is by my, I told you this is my testimony, right? <laughs> this is my testimony. 
Challenges with leadership. <laughs> okay, so I kind of already said it, but it's the first line of the section. Sometimes I think too much. I put this sentence in this section because as it came to my leaders, I thought way too much. <laughs> in 2023, <laughs> I thought way too much. <laughs> uh-huh. So listen, listen. My leaders' perspectives did not always align with my own. They would say something, and I'd be like, ah. Now, listen, listen. listen. (laughs) I'm always going to be a respectful person. I am never going to disrespect people in authority. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in it. I would just (laughs) quietly start asking myself questions. Myself. 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 (laughs) Watch this. Because when I went to ask God, he had four words. Shut up and submit. My wife will testify. My wife will testify. I'll be like, and look, because and then you can't tell me because hey, hey, I'm being real with myself, okay? Because the other thing I'm not gonna do is tolerate anybody else tearing down my leaders. We don't do that, okay? Oh, but I had a lot of questions. I did. Well, well Pastor said X, Y, and Z. How come I think I said... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So in my attempts to understand what, why, and how they were thinking what they were thinking, I became frustrated and wary. Tell you something about thinking too much. It takes a lot of energy. Take a lot of energy to overthink. It takes a lot of energy. You be tired. Literally, literally, you be exhausted. Think way too much. So, here's the fire. Here's the refiner's fire. Whose understanding are you going to lean on? Yours? Theirs? Or God's? Yours? Theirs or God's? Proverbs chapter 3, very familiar scripture. At verse 5 and verse 6, very familiar. Uh Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight. And understanding? I just had deja vu right there. (laughs) Amen. Yes, sir. Lean on. I'm still having deja vu. Wow. Trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely 
on your own insight or understanding. Verse 6. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. So, here's the thing. In trusting God's leading, the need to understand every move my leaders were making evaporated. I don't, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. why. I tell people all the time, if pastor want to shut the church down and start a clown university, well, should I get a red nose? Should I get a red nose? What are we doing? If you want to move out the sanctuary and put it on the roof, okay, cool. Do I need to buy a tarp? <laughs> well, part, part of moving in sync with God's plan is not understanding. Again, again, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't show you the path. He's a lamp unto your feet. He's at your feet. He's at your feet. He's not, he's not showing you way down the road. He's at your feet. He's going to walk you step, just like with my marriage, by step, by step. Huh? Best thing I ever, well, no, it's not the best thing. It's one of the best things. It's like top ten. Like top ten. And maybe top five. Top five things the teacher's ever said to me is to understand something, you need to understand that you don't understand. One of the things that just is going to ride with me all the way to heaven. Stop trying to, because cause, cause maybe it's not your struggle, right? Maybe, maybe overthinking ain't your struggle. It certainly is mine. That is something in my flesh. And let me, let me say this as well. Be cognizant of your flesh. Be cognizant of the sin that so easily besets you. Okay? Paul said, I, there's a law in my members. Now, I live by the law of the spirit of life of Christ Jesus. That's how I live. But I know that law still there. I can't let it catch me off guard. I have to be vigilant when it comes to my flesh because it's a sneaky little sucker. It's sneaky. And if you, and if you, <laughs> we, we can't ever assume that we've arrived. We can't ever assume that like, oh, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Oh, psh, this scripture thing, I got it. Oh, this prayer thing, I got it. Oh, this leadership, well, this submission thing, I got it. You know, it's cool. I got it. I told you on Sunday, he's constantly uncovering things. He's constantly uncovering desires that you haven't yielded to him. He's always going to be doing that until you get to heaven. He's going to be doing that. He's going to say, oh, right there. You got to die again. Okay? Okay, I'm going to read a story. And Oh, it's 8.30. Cool. I'm going to read a story. And it's going to be real brief. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, little note, just a little teeny one, about fuller soap. Because I was like, what's fuller soap? I never heard of that. A fuller is someone who whitens cloth. 
So they clean and whiten the fabric by introducing a strong alkaline soap, okay? And then once they sit the cloth in this bath of really harsh materials, they beat the dirt out of it. They beat it. They whoop it and whoop it and whoop it. And then they hold it up and they take it out and they look at it. And they fade it all the way white back in. They beat it some more and they beat it some more and they beat it some more, right? So I'll talk to you about this silversmith, right? This is the story of the silversmith. I found this story when I was looking up this scripture, Malachi chapter 3. The scripture said, and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. Here's how the story begins. This puzzled a Bible study group. One of the members offered to learn about the process of refining silver and informed them at their next study. He visited a silversmith and watched him work. He watched the silversmith hold a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. The, silver, the silversmith explained that in refining silver, you must hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were hottest to burn away all the impurities. The member of the Bible study group then thought about God holding us where the flames are the hottest to burn away our impurities. And he thought again about the verse, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire and watch the process at all times. The silversmith answered that not only did he have to sit there holding the silver, thank you, Jesus, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was tested in the fire. If the silver was left a moment too long in the flames, it would be destroyed. You must leave it long enough to serve the purpose, but not too long as it would destroy it. My favorite part right here. The member was silent for a moment. Then he asked the silversmith, how do you know when silver is fully refined? He smiled and answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it. Be ye imitators of Christ. Be conformed to him. Be not conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thought, word, and deed. Right? So, so yeah, and pastor says it all the time. Pastor teachers say it all the time. That they're trying to duplicate themselves. That they're trying to replicate. So we follow them as they follow Christ. Right? As they follow Christ, we follow them. So... One last thing, and I close. Oh, uh, you reject the fire when you think you're above the fire. You reject the fire when you think you're above the fire. Oh, I don't need that. I'm good. No, 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 no. I tell other people about their fires. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm good. I'm all right. When you think... <laughs> fire department. 
When you, you reject the fire when you think you're above the fire. You will never arrive at the place where the Lord isn't burning something out of you. But the end result is silver and gold. Oh, that gets me happy. The end result is silver and gold. I'm looking at Pastor's necklace. And I don't even know if that's silver, but it looks like silver. It's silver. I got to tell you something about silver. <laughs> The atomic, give you a little science real quick. The atomic configuration of silver reflects all visible wavelengths of light. Whew. So when you have a perfect piece of silver, it looks white because it reflects all the light it receives and keeps none for itself. When you are sitting in that fire, he's trying to transform you into a person that completely reflects his glory to the world and keeps none for itself. But he's got to burn it out of you. It's a furnace of affliction, but you will be a vessel of honor in the house of God. A vessel of honor is what he is making us into, what he's making this house into, what he's developing our leaders and the intercessors and the ministers at his ministry into. People who completely reflect the glory. I see you, Dijon. Completely reflect the glory of God to the world. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read in my life. So anyway, this is the last thing. Just submit to it. Just submit to it. Turn your mind off. Turn your feet. Please turn your feelings off. Turn your feelings off. Just submit to the fire. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. What you have learned, you have applied. That's how you know when you learn. Come on, teacher, get a mic. Come on up here with me for a minute. We gonna... This right here. You can stand or step whatever you want to do. No, 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 I'm good. You, we, oh, we're going to talk later. We had a, a debriefing. Oh, you want to swap? Okay. Hello? Hey, okay, wait. This ain't right. You know, where, the, where my bass at? Nah, it's too low. Come on up here. Like we used to do. Come on up here. Okay, I just don't want to be. Oh, you want feedback? Yeah, feedback. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I control the ether. Okay, we'll go ahead. <laughs> uh, first of all, I really want to. Thank Minister Al for being so transparent and sharing your journey of 
true, authentic deliverance. And, and I think that's what's really needed. I typed in the in that little uh, message thing. I said, this is the message that every believer really needs in this end time, the truth. And that is the witness, the greatest witness that you can bring somebody is your life, the truth, the life that you used to live in unashamed. And everybody got everybody got an addiction. I got one. I just changed mine. Amen. I'm still addicted. Amen. I, I'm still addicted up to the right love. Amen. Amen. I'm redefining my marriage as well. You you can do men, you can do this every day. You you should be taking your vows every day. I vow to her. Every day, right here, it was just wow. Man, it was just uh, you, you most definitely, son. The on, the testimony and the overcoming triumph and victory. You better go ahead. Yeah, come. what do you have to say? Get the other mic. He got the other mic. He got the other mic coming over here. He got the other. Mic. I just hold on. She, she, he can be on there. This is before the call. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There you go. You know how to work. I'm sorry. There we go. Here we go. Stand. Come on okay. over here. Come where, on where, over where, here. Where the <laughs> okay. Okay. I just I just want to say I really literally 30 seconds. <laughs> but he there like is, fast, ain't he? <laughs> there's this fault, and I'm only mentioning this because I was I was really grieved in my spirit just before I got to service. I saw something really, really horrible. And I'm only saying this because I what I saw. There is a false Jesus that is being propagated amongst the the body of Christ and amongst the world. So it is very important in this season that your salvation is authentic, that it's real. It can't be that you got stuff in the closet. It can't be that you're speaking the name of Jesus and he's not legitimate to you for real. There, I'm telling y'all, it is, it is a spirit, a delusion that is hitting the body of Christ. And I would be remiss if I didn't address it and I didn't say anything to it. We have to be real believers now. Amen. Amen. And Minister, Minister Al-T, and like you said, they don't know the full picture. They don't know. You only got maybe 0.5 of what this man has actually um, overcame. And um, this is why, because you did have strong leaders. And we did see beyond, watch this, your sin. We did see beyond, we, see, we should be looking at each other how God sees us in the finished product. See, and I love the, the whole reflection thing. And I, like I said, I, I'm trying to create some sons. I want some sons. Um, so you can be, amen. And... But you just got to understand the travail, what, what he really had to set aside was his will. This is the, it's the first thing that's required. And as you said, we, be, we come to Christianity and we never learn to die to self. Your first assignment when you get saved, when you receive the salvation, the gift of salvation, is the first thing you need to do is die to Self. And it's a daily thing. It's not a one time thing. 
It's a daily thing. And I said, we're going to be authentic believers this year. Yeah. So appropriate. To, um, and I'm glad I listened I listen to my wife. So and you should listen to your wife. Hey, man, listen to your wife. All right. And she's, she really is the one that said, hey, listen, um, this is the week that he needs to do it. He's already on fire. He's in the fire. He's on the fire. Let him continue. And um, I, I just love it. And, and, you know, the Bible says there's all types of vessels in the house. There's some of gold, some of silver, and some of wood. So that wood vessel, it, it can be in the kingdom turned. It's not alchemy. Turn another element into another element. That's alchemy. So that's not what he does. He deals with the heart. Nothing happened until you gave him your heart. Son, give me your heart. And when you do that, uh, the teacher is ready. When you do that, it changed your life. And because you obeyed and everything, listen, every time there's a sacrifice, always comes with instruction. Always. That's from that's going to be on Sunday teaching. But you needed to hear that now. And you got to understand what you did. You you jumped up on that altar to be burnt. And you want to know why you why did he tell you go upstairs and you wash? What did you go and wash? The dishes. That means your hands got wet. That means that before you went into the Holy Holies, the high priest first thing he had to do on the brazen altar is do what? Wash his hands. So you can handle the instrument, the instrument. Amen. Amen. See, we got to understand how God talks to us. Oh, man, go ahead. I'm going to stop right there because I will keep on going. And you know that. Okay. Hadassah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You did get a prophecy for children. So guess what? You need to. You already gave the names. I want us to be able to see or that you've taken the opportunity to experience why it's required. that we decide to become vessels of honor. If you don't remember anything from this teaching, is that that's what's required. And how Minister Al got to the place that of true deliverance and the thing that blocks us could be simply you just doubt we just don't trust God don't have to be an addiction it's simply that there would be anything that will block you from experiencing the new life that's in Christ Jesus. You would have to have some spiritual parental 
discipline. I just love how Holy Spirit just talks through, through me. So we resist the spiritual parental rearing up. And so when you go back to the, to the verse speaking of how the full of the soap how it has to be beaten with this cloth, something stronger than, look, what was unclean. This is why it feels like it's the beating, the correction, the discipline. Look, or see, and this is why it's so important. We have to come out of being churched. So when people go from one place to the next, because look, normally it's because they are offended. And when you're spiritually being parented, you're going to feel like it's confrontation. You're going to have all the thoughts, just like children. Look, because look, you're acting like a babe. You're not mature. You don't know that this is going to be for your benefit. You're going to look to be disciplined in the way to think and to do and to live. Me and Minister Al had quite a few run-ins. The main thing was because what and why? Because of what we see in you all. We're so aggressive about getting it, the greatness out of you. Time is of essence. And Minister Al always said how much he loved the Lord. I loved the Lord. I told him one day, you don't love the Lord. You don't love the word. He probably was angry, confused, upset. <laughs> he didn't agree. <laughs> I totally just didn't agree. See, but through the, look, through his own preached word, it says it really was saying, in, I believe, Proverbs 23, is that, look, because in what we don't realize, we base love, our way of loving, that is equal to God's way of loving. So, yeah, I love him. I don't have to walk in his statues, but I love him. He said, you love me, you obey me. And you'll keep my commandments. So, it, it's the simple things of just obeying the word. Right? He said, if you love me, you would obey me. Ain't that the word? But somehow we forget those sayings when we say we love the Lord. If you love me, we'll negotiate. <laughs> they don't say that. I said, you don't love him. If you did, you would obey me. I said, you're not faithful to nobody. You're not even faithful to yourself. He can't trust you. So but we don't, look, it's more of in your head, you don't, I, 
you're going back to God now in your own way of thinking. You, uh, no, only God knows that I love him. That's what you're saying. Only God knows. No, your way of living is a, com- it is a complete declaration of how you love or not love God. But until you have those moments with your spiritual leader and he was living in our garage because of COVID, ready to move, go out, but he was in there. He was hearing again counsel, guidance, prayer. But see, believe the enemy lies. I can't be free. I can't be free. And he is the father of lies. So you're saying that, look, this is how we choose who we're going to serve. According to who we obey. But we still don't see it like that. I'm pleasing Satan. By continuing to fulfill my Addiction. Who you or to just be disobedient. We are pleasing him. Who you yield to operates through you. I believe that. Proverbs 23, I think you were in, was that five and six? Okay. I, there, it was 23, right? Okay. He said, give me, son, give me your heart. This is what he said to everybody. Give me your heart. Right now. This is pursue me because we're not, you weren't pursuing him. We're just doing the things of being in church. Give me your heart and let your eyes observe and delight in my ways. Now, delight in my statues. <laughs> Brandy be telling me, like, give me quoting scripture. You don't know yeah. I just be talking. And so when the word is being preached, the pastor taught last Sunday, I said, the word was delightful. I said, that's not a word that I use. Delight. Delightful. But so, because my eyes are being, look, uh, my heart is being opened and expanded even more of God's word at another level. So now you begin to speak and say other parts of, of God that you would experience. That when you hear the engrafted word, you feel delighted. He changed Minister Al when he speaks about your path or the pathway. That's how we live. He changed path our thoughts, the way that we think. Your meditation took another turn. 
Because the law was, I can't be delivered from this. I can't. Unless you, look, unless you can recognize that you are believing lies that Satan is whispering to you. Because your flesh is going to continue to fulfill its desires. And still make you think, I can continue to do this. I can continue to habitually sin against God. And I love him. That means practice. This is what doubt is. Doubt. This is why we have to believe. You have to have faith. You must be in a situation. Count it all joy that you're in a situation to have faith. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Because it's a place of elevation. See, but because it makes us uncomfortable, the flesh, it's not unto death the situation that you're in, but it makes you feel like it's unto death. Just your flesh be dying. That's what's dying. Again, it's another lie. Yeah. That this is the worst thing I'm going through. That you're all frustrated, upset, depressed, oppressed, all the things. Now you call in and beckon all dark forces. See, but what happened was that at a very young age, so this is how the perversion came in. What was innocent, he perverted. And then the spirit of perversion came in. Look, innocence and darkness, look, not by your own accord invited darkness in, but it invaded because look, for whatever reason, I'm not going to. Amen. Y'all hear me, right? Okay. <laughs> that you would, the enemy would attack us at such an early age to where now is your reality because it's what I'm thinking now. This is my mindset. That's right. I'm set. That's what made you think that it, I can't be delivered because your mind was set on you can't be delivered. Our mind is set on we don't have victory in this area. We don't have victory in our marriage. Your mind is set on when I look at my, my finances that this is what it's going to be. My mind is set on. So, look, it's impossible and did you think anything different than your mind is fixed on, is set on that? And so, that's right, prophets. So look, truth can't even enter. Light can't enter. Because darkness has the throne of my heart. It keeps speaking. Everything that you think that God can do, that's impossible. That's impossible. My life's not changed. My relationship is impossible. I won't get married again. It's been so long. It's impossible. Stop saying that. Please stop saying that. You're going to have what you say. And you, you didn't realize you're in faith when you say that. See? Wow. See? 
wanted to also add that one, you when you gave him your heart, you know, he said, as he said, delight yourself in me. And he said, I will give you the desires of your heart now. Not he's going to give you what you should be That's right. desiring. Mm -hmm. A woman. That's right. If All you right. delight yourself in him. Mm -hmm. Once you gave him heart. Now, now the nature of him, you know it is, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So once you delighted yourself in him, he said, now I'll give you what you should be desiring, mm -hmm. which was him. So now once you desire him, you desire what he wants for you. Amen. Amen. Not you. The Amen. other one was your desire. Remember he told Eve, look upon the tree. It was beautiful and nice to look at, to, to desire. He said, to desire. See, so he changed what she should be desiring. See? See, it's, it's just like that. And he comes at us with our, at our young age because he knows that, listen, that marks you. And you stay in that mindset, everything else, your whole reality, every, how you deal with people, how you don't deal with people, how you interact with people, all that, what it happened at that most traumatic point when he changed what you should be desiring. This is why that spirit comes to most, most families. Incest, the spirit incest, that spirit, it distorts. It opens. It's, it's, and that's the problem. Don't nobody want to deal with it. Definitely not in church. And this is to, should be the place that you deal with it because you won't deal with it. Watch this on your own. We don't know how. So so now you he's this is what I love. You you have been really born again. Now you have his nature and not the nature of the enemy. Because that's what Eve exchanged for. Y'all see how your words are so important? See, see, it's recovery in here tonight for some people who are shameful in this. You don't have nothing to be ashamed about. And listen, now his marriage is stronger than ever. Because basically, watch this, because truth always overrides the lie. Now he's in truth. And he's been there for a while now. He's been there for a while now. And, and I'm just telling you, see, people are just ashamed of stuff. I want to quickly, that was, um, in demonstration, it's been, we have quite a few people who have been examples of having, being under spiritual parental guidance and then have to die to the flesh while receiving that spiritual guidance, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but actually, going back Listening to the teachings, tracking, 
inquiring, asking questions, uh, letting us know where they're at spiritually and where should I be now? What should I be studying? What should, where should I be in the word now? Okay. We, as a local ministry, are in the place in the word of sacrifice. I, I, I see uh, spouses, they in agreement, hands throwing up. I see. We, uh, to, <laughs> it's sacrifice. Amen. And T, Minister uh, Evangelist Tashana and Minister uh, Brandy, could you all come up? It's, what we're going to start doing is we overcome by the eternal blood of Christ and by our testimony. And they're going to share briefly with you how, first of all, how they are an example of a follow. They know how to follow. Okay? Okay? Know how to follow. And we determine how quickly we come to the next level in our growth. Meaning that I observe my siblings. What I don't have to go that way, but I'm going to really learn from that. Right, I, sorry, you had to go through it, but you know, I'm going to learn from that. <laughs> Sacrifice. Why? Why would our triune God have us in the place of sacrifice. Because the majority of Christians don't believe. And sacrifice, you give, you don't give out of your abundance. You can't. But that's not sacrifice. And the giving is inclusive of so many things. The important part to capture here is what sacrifice brings. It's going to, first of all, increase your faith. You're going to have true faith. And look, once you start to have, look, faith, because we don't trust God. So look, so your prayers is a miss. Because we don't trust, but we pray. So you're going to have to sacrifice. The just must live by faith. And faith you can't see. But I exercise my faith through my sacrifice. First of all, present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. That's you. 
give that first. See, this is why we can't understand the word. This is why we, we're not sure about this. Because we have not presented our body first as a living sacrifice. Every day. So it would have to be Brandy go first. <laughs> because she, it all kind of started when Brandy's like, you know, I'm, I'm serving as I'm a bear, but as a minister, I still want to make certain that I'm growing. Right? So what do I need to do to ensure as a minister that I'm growing? First of all, you must believe. You must demonstrate that you have authentic faith. As so something has to happen to stir up your faith. So when you read the word of God, it's alive. It's not a story being told. It's alive. It's living. So when you speak it, you know that it's living, it's life like you're living now. So speak. I told her that this is going to start to activate her spiritual senses. Sacrifice. Amen. So what Minister Al taught about, about the authenticity of our faith and our life really resonates with me. I grew up in church. So there are a lot of things that you think you're saved, right? You think that you're really living this life. And I think that when it comes to sacrifice people because they see my servitude, my servitude toward teachers, they're like, oh, well, she sacrifices all the time. But it's not out of my, it's just a natural thing. So the sacrificing of time and energy and things like that, that's not a true sacrifice. And so I've really been seeking God and, spiritual growth for quite a while in, in my frustration, and I've had some very frustrating moments. I am also an overthinker. I am also one that really gets in my head. Um, you know, I'll go to T and I'll be like, gosh, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking this, and so I'll get really frustrated. And so when I went to teacher, I said, I really wanted to make sure that I am really a good minister. I don't want to just be just an armor bearer. Oh, well, she, she, that, this is all she does. No, because I've been ordained and I've been called to minister the gospel. So what does that look like for me? Now, I'm also a person that because I'm so observant, I'm always looking around and I'm like, okay, well, so this is what it looks like to be a minister for tea. This is what it looks like, you know, for Rocket. This is what it looks like, you know, for this person. But what does it look like for me? So we were talking about sacrifice. I hear them talking about the different types of ways that they sacrificed as ministers at Hebron. And when it comes to giving financially, I love to give. I do. I sow a lot into the ministry. And But then God told me that in this new season that I needed to sow specifically into teachers, which I never really do. That, and my, that might sound strange, again, because I serve her. But financially, I don't really just like, hey, this is a seed that I do on a consistent basis to her. So when God said that, I had a certain amount. And I heard one amount, but I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't really know. Uh, you know, you, and that, so it was literally what you said. I said, is that God? Is that me? Like, 
What is that? So I went to ATM, and I took out one amount. Transparent, I took out $100. And I was like, okay, right? So we came to service that night, and whatever the word came forth, and we were in the car, we were on the way home. She was talking to pastor, I think, and she was saying, you know, sometimes you're going to hear, like, certain things, and you're going to go, is that God? And so I'm listening. You know, she's having this whole conversation. I'm just driving. And, but, and it's going to seem strange. You're going to be like, you're going to start questioning what really is this? And should I do it? Should I not? And so you start doing this double dutch, right? You're like, should I really do it? Then I heard the amount again, the amount that I didn't choose the first time. And I was like, God, no. <laughs> so when they say, because here's the thing, again, I work a full-time job, but I also live with the webs, if you don't know that. Those of you that don't know, I live with the webs. So I choose to have roommates because I want to have seed. I want to have more than enough, right? So I don't ever want it to be an issue that I, my rent is so high and this is so high that I can't give to the kingdom. So I make certain sacrifices in an area. So then when this amount came, I said, oh, God. <laughs> because what was happening is I, had, I was getting a bonus from a project. And so that was the amount that came in my head was the pay from that project, which was 500 Now that was coming. I had not gotten it yet. So when she said, when she was thinking, I said, gosh, so she's still on the phone. So I stopped at the ATM. And I went to the ATM and I got the amount. And I had to change. So I had already written on the envelope. I had already, you know, I thought I was doing what, what was good, but it was not. So I had to open the envelope. And I told her, I said, I know I had already given this to you. She hadn't looked at it yet. I said, but I have to change it. So I had to change it from 100 to 500. And I had to give that. I've never done that, like not in that amount, just again, specifically again, because I, I heard it before, but I started questioning and I doubted, but I had to move quickly. And so in this season, 24, it is really about quick obedience. Do not delay. I mean, do not delay. Now, also with that addition, it was not just that one time seed, but also that I would sow every service. Now, those of us that Again, I get paid twice a month, but I had to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I don't have a certain amount, but I have to sow every service. Why? Because she brings the word and she has revelation and she teaches. And if that is the anointing that I want on my life, I have to do it. And I also have to do it before we come in. Because I told her, I said, so I want to really be able to hear and to see how she does from the time she comes in the door. Right, because you guys like like don't see you see what's up here, but it happens before she enters in. So my sacrifice is to sow every service and to sow specifically, and this is in addition to my tithes and offering. Let them know. This is in addition to. This is in addition to whatever it is that I else that I do or whatever helping my daughter. This is in addition to. But guess what? I also can't take away from my time, so I can't get a second job. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm already, I already do consulting work. That's fine. I do that projects on the side. That's already there. It's part of my job. But I can't take on something else that's going to take away from the house of God. So prayerfully, also, you would see that my spiritual growth since then, that was a few weeks ago, I think, maybe about three weeks ago. And it has that sacrifice it is not about money. One day I gave her 
$5. And the word that came from that $5 was the heaviest word I've received to date. So it's not about the amount. And that's going to transition. I have to let you know that A giver always have seed to give. Meaning, a giver is not going to be struggling. Because a giver will always have... A giver gives. And so what I'm going to say to now, Brandy don't know, she's going to find out right now, is that, was it two days, three days ago, Providence? You see, gave you and your um, husband, was it a few days ago, right? So no one gets paid in this ministry. <laughs> so, yet. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So, what I did very prayerfully, and when God speaks, you just got to do it quick. Because <laughs> I had some plans for it. I had some plans. I mean, but it, look, my plan was to put in savings to build up from me giving <laughs> to the people. <laughs> so, I only go put, I want to put it back in my savings. That was my plan. Instead, I sold into prophetess and the elder for their labor and love for the brethren in the ministry. That entire $500 that was given to me, because look, a giver gives. They don't look to receive, but because they don't look to receive, they receive. Amen. It is better. And it's better because you, look, it's better because you're going to receive. And then, look, you're going to have more. This is what sacrifice is about. It's not about the money. It's about what God wants to get to you, Didi. Get to you, sir. It's what he wants to get to you. He wants to get you in a status of having more than enough. To meet the need of every situation. Not just your household, but the household of faith. So, now, and, and there have been some spiritual breakthrough immediately with Minister Brandy. As soon as, look, she was very intentional about that seed. She gave that seed an assignment. Look, and that was for, look, this is for, like, if I am called to be a minister, then I need to be ministering in power and demonstration. So then Tashana, go ahead. 
Look at that smile. Looking like a mama. Go ahead, girl. So I heard about uh, Brandy sowing her seed, and as she was telling the story, I was convicted because that Sunday, same time it was falling on her, I was on the altar. And as I was praying, he put me into deep prayer over the fivefold. And in that praying, I realized how understanding the work of the fivefold, how it was affecting every area of my life because I need all of the gifts that were given to us because I work in many areas of ministry. And so the Lord put in my heart to sow into the fivefold throughout 2024. But when I heard it, I was like, how are we going to do that? <laughs> so as Brandy was telling me, what happened is something happened instant for Brandy when she sowed that seed and how she was able to see something when they were out. And what she brought back was a book. And the book had something in it that was directly for a prophetic word that was spoken over me, which had to do with spiritual stamina. Right? So immediately I said, can y'all please pray for me? because I was at the altar and this what was given to me and I desired to do it so bad, but I'm not sure exactly how, how would I do that. I'm really asking God for instructions. And in the midst of that, teacher received the instructions and it was to get five envelopes, put $5 in each and five is the number of grace. I don't know if y'all know, but my name actually means Grace, Sean. So I immediately obeyed, got the envelopes, and as I sat down to write out the envelope for the grace, gracing on the fivefold, he gave me a specific <laughs> chapter, and it was Matthew 10. And in that chapter, it gave the very instructions that I desire to live out. <laughs> the very thing I need spiritual stamina for. <laughs> the very thing that has to do with my call as an evangelist. And in that moment, that seed alone, I said, okay, well, each Sunday I'll just bring the same seed. The same seed. Well, how am I to do that? Same seed each time with the tithes offering that we already do. We sow every service, etc. So I got with my husband and sat down and looked at our finances. And he decided to sacrifice with me. So we made some changes in our lives. We made some hard decisions. And I don't know if you know, but between sacrifices with changing your life, I, all, we already shifted our lives just to, to have built to worship. So we carry an entire ministry. So while most of you are still like working out certain things in your life, we're carrying two rents each month. We're carrying people with us that are their sheep. There's heavy responsibility 
So decisions that are made, I need the fivefold. I need spiritual stamina. Please pray for me. But with my husband getting in agreement with me on us being consistent in the plan, y'all, every time you think, well, I, I don't got no money, I can't do this, I swear, if you discipline yourself and actually do what the instructions say, don't worry about what you look like, we say, we're not going to go out to eat this month. What does that look like? Okay, so I mean, I can't eat the five-fold seed. What I'm, I, I can't eat the five-fold seed. I got to make sure that it, it gets to the place that it needs to be. Always food provided for us like crazy, just, just food everywhere. Just We're not ever going without food. We decide to ride together throughout the day, leave early. In the morning. So I'm getting out of bed at 5 a.m. like, ah, which means what? I'm at work before the time for me to start to work. So now I'm not late no more. I'm not late no more. <laughs> I'm there before time. So in that discipline, not only am I not late, but it's also been observed. But in that, now there are changes being made within my job to increase my pay immediately. Immediately. When I say pulling stuff from here, from there, figuring out, we're not, we not talking about no basic, we're not talking about basic things that you do to, okay, we'll just promote you. We mean, like, we're, we're taking, we're pulling every door to open for you to get what you're supposed to have. From a $5 seed. Obedience. It was out of sacrifice. That was a sacrifice. That was a place of famine. This he said, we ought to sow in famine. To sow in famine. It doesn't take anything to sow out of your abundance. It takes faith to sow when you don't see any extra seed. What do you want us to tell? Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we're gonna have to cut the camera. We had to cut the, ca the camera. <laughs> yeah, cut the camera. <laughs> Love you online. We'll we'll fill you in. We just can't record. Yeah. I know. Renee gonna get me. Miss Wade gonna get me. <laughs> 